This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Lenovo and NetApp partner up. And NVIDIA puts Turing into Tesla. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with Top500.org. I'm Addison Snell. That's Michael Feldman. Michael, I've been on the road this week with a quick trip to New York where I got to touch base on the HPC on Wall Street conference. That's an interesting show, and especially with Tabor Communications now in charge. We saw a lot of people associated with Wall Street, and I also got to swing by the Lenovo Transform event also going on in Manhattan. There was a lot of, a lot going on in New York this week. Yeah, and from the Lenovo side, there certainly was some interesting news, uh, basically the announcement of an interesting new partnership that kind of puts the uh, Lenovo in a different category now, it seems like. It sure does. Lenovo and NetApp announced a very broad partnership that has a lot of elements to it. And I think this is significant news for HPC, for hyperscale and across enterprise. Basically, there's a deep partnership now in play that allows for Lenovo to OEM, manufacture and support NetApp storage for uh, enterprise types of accounts. And that includes a few new Lenovo branded storage products. The Think System DE series is based on the NetApp E series with Santricity software. This is going to be the high performance line, which is available in both an all flash array and hybrid block storage. This will be manufactured and supported by Lenovo. Uh, and the support comes under that Lenovo X Clarity support line. Then there's a separate line um, branded under Lenovo as the Think System DM series. This is going to be uh, NetApp's ONTAP offering. That's the all flash array going into the mid range, also manufactured and supported by Lenovo under Lenovo X Clarity support. Then there's still NetApp branded software where they're going to do high end resale of things like A800, A700. FAS 9000. Those are still manufactured by NetApp. And then that's not all that's part of this announcement. Another key detail is that there's a big joint venture uh, by Lenovo and NetApp, majority owned by Lenovo in China to uh, basically handle the ongoing development and production of the high-end storage. I think predominantly targeting hyperscale right out of the chute, but not limited to that going into the future. Yeah, I mean, the joint venture company, it, it, it seems sort of key here because without that, this this could have been, you know, we could say, well, maybe this is just a one-off thing. They're going to partner up and put some products out there this time. But the fact that they're They've got a joint venture company together in China makes it seem like this is going to be a strategy going forward. They're going to keep this relationship as NetApp moves forward with its its software and its its infrastructure and products. It, this is going to be ongoing. It, was that your take on this? Yeah, this is going to be an ongoing thing. I think this is phase one of a multi-phase, very deep partnership. And and I, I think from an analyst perspective, this will be significant going forward. Now, just looking at the HPC space, the net effect of this is that you have NetApp, who is the number three server vendor in HPC by revenue, 
closely partnered with NetApp, who is the number two HPC storage vendor by revenue. This paints them as a sharp complement now to Dell EMC, where Dell was the number two server revenue position and the number one storage revenue position with EMC is, is tightly partnered now. This will put a lot of competitive pressure on HPE, which we think of as the number one uh, HPC provider, but that's for systems. On the storage side, HPE has been number three. And I think if there's a real weakness in a potential Achilles heel in HPE's high performance strategy, it's on the storage side where HPE has had a lot of point products or solutions. They've done acquisitions like with 3PAR and the like. But if you were to ask me about HPE's high-performance storage line for HPC, I still have trouble cobbling together all the different pieces here. And there's not a good complement for them to answer this kind of partnership. Meanwhile, Lenovo, which before had been you know, reselling uh, the Spectrum Scale, the GPFS storage server from IBM, this now really gives them a much stronger, broader storage portfolio across HPC, hyperscale, and enterprise. Although, you know, I should say in their announcement, they didn't mention HPC at all. They they just mentioned basically the, the systems themselves. They didn't even really talk about the capabilities, except if you dug a little deeper. So um, I have a feeling they'll be working under the covers with those customers, uh, but it looks like their focus is not necessarily initially HPC for these things. Well, I think the initial focus they've got to be thinking about is hyperscale. Lenovo is going after what they call an ODM plus model for hyperscale, where they want to operate at low cost and high volume, sure, but also offer services to the hyperscale market that can't be uh, can't be countered by the traditional ODMs in this space now. And I think that's going to be a strong potential strategy for Lenovo in this space. We, you know, knew after they acquired the Intel based server business from IBM that Lenovo would be worth watching as a server company in this space. They haven't really driven their revenue forward on the HPC side quite yet, although they have made a big marketing push uh, in particular around the top 500. And, and we've seen them really eat up a big share of the top 500 list. They're now the number one uh, vendor in terms of number of installations on the top 500 list. I was at the Lenovo Transform event for a little while this week, and the amount of messaging around high-performance workloads, whether straightforward HPC or AI, deep learning, hyperscale, that was really pervasive across Lenovo Transform. They've got uh, these markets in their crosshairs. Okay, well, that's that's good to hear. And certainly, you know, the story, their their basic story that they have a you know, a great supply chain, just, just as they, they talked about it when they took over the IBM uh, Intel business, uh, they can leverage that here as well on the storage side. So I think that, you know, HPE aside, I think that just makes them a good competitor against Dell EMC just on that count. They also, by the way, Lenovo had another server announcement that got snuck in there. It's the SR670 is a GPU-dense server configuration to join their Think System line. Right. They had other GPU systems before. I think this is their only one with sort of a high GPU ratio uh, like this per node. It's two, two CPUs to four GPUs. And as you might imagine, this is aimed uh, at, at machine learning, deep learning space, although it's also... Uh, Going to, they're going to sell into the HPC space for those 
applications that can use a lot of GPUs, but the, I think up until now they didn't quite have this sort of uh, dense ratio of GPUs. So that's a uh, an interesting but certainly predictable uh, upgrade for their Think System line. So a lot of news coming out of Lenovo this week, and I think this Lenovo NetApp partnership is going to have significant effect for the HPC and hyperscale markets, as well as an impact in enterprise. But we were talking about the GPUs there, and there has also been news on the GPU side this week in HPC with a Tesla announcement from NVIDIA. Yeah, something uh, you know we predicted here a few weeks back when they introduced the Turing uh, GPUs in the Quadro line, that some of that would move into the Tesla line. And sure enough, basically a, a month or so later, it did. Now, this was an announcement at GTC Japan. And uh, as you imagine, a lot of the talk about the new GPU products and uh, software was about robotics and machine learning and AI in general. Um, but they did introduce a new Tesla GPU called the Tesla T4, and that's an, uh, a GPU for inferencing these neural network uh, models for machine learning, deep learning. Um, it's basically a follow-on to the P4. That's the Pascal generation GPU for inferencing. They sort of skip the Volta generation and move right to Turing. The interesting thing here is they... The Turing architecture had these special enhanced instructions in there for int 8 and int 4, which makes them very powerful on the inferencing side. So they were talking about, in the case of int 8, uh, 130 teraflops uh, for this GPU and 260 teraflops for int 4, which is pretty much what they had for the Quadra line, which was also going to use it. But this is a lot of power uh, with a relatively small GPU, we're talking about only 75 watts now, so it's not a big V100. This is going to be put into, you know, hyperscale uh, data centers and elsewhere where you can sneak sneak a, a relatively low power processor at scale into a, a large infrastructure that can do this sort of inferencing. Yeah, we talked about this Turing architecture when they first introduced it in the Quadro line, and there the big news was the ray tracing capabilities, right. which for high-end graphics, which can be associated with HPC, is is really cool. I, we've been we've seen the pr the promise of ray tracing for a long time with photorealistic graphics and the way that it it uh, renders out the light sources are, are really very impressive. And that can bleed over into HPC, but that's really been the, the graphics out on the Quadro line. As it moves into the Tesla line, it's not so much the ray tracing capabilities here, but as you were describing how it handles the lower precision integer calculations, and then they've also done a lot of work with the tensor cores. Right. So these are the Turing tensor cores, which have these instructions in there that that make this capability uh, so powerful. And this is something, you know, basically, I think NVIDIA had to do. I mean, they're they're basically the go to vendor when you talk about training these neural network models that you need these powerful GPUs to do that. On the inferencing side, it's a little bit of a different story. There's a, there's more competition there, even on the CPU side, because it's more of a of a of a scalable uh, low latency type of play, and although GPUs are good at that, they they need to get the right sort of specs for these things. They can't be these high-powered 300-watt GPUs. They can't have all this extra baggage. They have to be more targeted, and I think uh, with all the other competition between uh, the CPUs and FPGAs and even custom custom uh, uh, processors like, G like Google has come up with for, for doing these things, I think this would fare uh, pretty well. In fact, Google, as well as Microsoft, were some sort of early 
uh, supporters of this, and I think we'll see the T4 end up in both of those clouds in, in the coming months. Yeah. Now, if I have one concern about this, where where I have to be moderate in my opinion, obviously this is targeting this big AI market, and that's been a huge source of growth for NVIDIA. But I also want to see how the GPUs are are used for HPC. And for all that we talk about Int 8 and Int 4, I also get interested in 64-bit floating point. I want to hear about that too. Yeah, I mean, they did. They had a couple other announcements that was a little more HPC-ish than this. I mean, they had uh, Fujifilm, uh, basically, they bought some uh, DGX2 supercomput- uh, cluster of supercomputers based on the NVIDIA's DGX2 systems, their latest V100 GPUs. Now, they're going to use those mostly for uh, mostly for the machine learning training side of it, which is very HPC-ish in that sense. But it's going to be to prove things like medical imaging diagnostics and to support some of the I think development efforts for its material science programs there. And then they had another sort of big win on the NVIDIA uh, uh, V100 GPU side by uh, Nippon Telegraph and Telephone, NTT Group. And that's that's a big telecom company that probably not too many people in this, in the U.S. or maybe even Europe have heard about, but it's, it's one of the largest telecom companies in the world. And they're going to build out their whole AI infrastructure with uh, a V100-powered uh, uh, resource. Uh, they didn't say quite how big that's going to be, but considering that this is the fourth largest telecom company in the world, I have a feeling this will be be a pretty big uh, piece of infrastructure. They're, they're going to do things like natural language processing, traffic analysis, healthcare analytics, network intelligence, all sorts of things that uh, you need that sort of uh, compute power for. So, sort of big wins there for some fairly large companies in Japan. Uh, so on, that's more on the HPC side. But interesting news from GTC Japan that NVIDIA keeps sort of rolling on and, and capturing customers and uh, 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 users in different spaces. And uh, I think the V100, especially in the Tesla line, is, is really proving a winner as, as they move along here. It was an event-heavy week as we start rolling into fall. What do we have now, two months until supercomputing? Yeah, it seems like uh, it seems like we just got through the summer, and yeah, we have SC eighteen rolling up uh, just a few months away now. It's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty pretty much I think breakneck speed with a lot of news coming up as we as we get closer to that event. Yeah, fall is always a busy time in HPC. Uh, we we hit a lot of travel and a lot of events, and certainly a lot yep. of announcements. So, uh, just I, uh, Lenovo NetApp, I think that is going to be a big announcement that sets up their fall, and it gives us a lot to really keep tracking uh, in the industry dynamics as we keep rolling forward. Yep, absolutely. All right, Michael, thanks a lot for the news again this weekend. Thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.